0: friends how's it going welcome back to so good so far podcast i'm jackie i'm nicole so nicole and i kind of had a little covid scare the past few days nicole's mom has covid right now Mm -hmm. and your stepdad yes right yeah are they doing okay yeah they're doing good they're doing fine Mm -hmm. okay they're doing well they're doing well And so, Nicole saw them last week, and then we recorded our last episode after she saw them. So, we were worried that maybe we had gotten it. Mm-hmm. Nicole's already gotten it, as you know if you listened to episode a few times ago. I haven't gotten it yet. We were just unsure. We heard that immunity, once you get it, immunity may last for like three months. But since there's a new strain going around and... She had it at the beginning of quarantine, and so it's been much more than three months. Uh, we are just unsure if Nicole would have gotten it again, been a carrier, and then if I would have gotten it. So we were going to have a guest on, which we said last time. Yeah. But we had to postpone that because of the COVID scare.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: we're, we just kind of had to come up with something really quickly to do an episode on, and then we'll have our guest on next week.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. so today we are talking about jobs and careers and
0: if we think there's
1: such a thing as a dream job.
0: Yeah, that's like the ultimate question that we want to answer today. Yeah. Is there such thing as a dream job?
1: Yeah, because as we mentioned, I think it was the episode with Paige, Mm -hmm. we talked about dream jobs and it was like, dream job, I kind of dream of labor or something like that and so we had this question we kind of we were talking about it as we were talking about what episode we wanted to do we were choosing between a few different things and we started talking about jackie's looking for a job i'm working a job that's been like pretty stressful although thankfully i've had a few days off because of the COVID thing i'm having a quarantine like just because i came in contact with someone so i've had a few days off which has been really nice to just like reset and we started getting to talking about what is there such thing as a dream job or like what would we be doing if we could do anything or what did we want to do when we were growing up and all these different things. And we were like, well, that'd be such a fun episode. So,
0: yep. And just for the record, Nicole and I both tested negative. So, yes, yeah, I probably should have mentioned that earlier, yeah. but <laughs> we just said, screw it. now. we both tested negative. Yeah.
1: Nothing really new has been going on. Well, except for that. I've been having these days off, which has been a real uh, godsend because as we know, in the last episode, I was unwell, Mm -hmm. really unhinged, um, very disconnected from reality. I feel like I've come back. I feel like I've returned. I've rejoined the chat. So, you know, I feel a lot better. I think I just needed two days off in a row. It's been nice. I've had, this is my third day off, kind of. I mean, I've been working a little bit here and there, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, I have just been chilling super hard because i'm also i was also quarantining for a few days like not really seeing anybody or going out because a i had no money and b i might have had covid so two big reasons to not go out and do anything i think what i really need more often is um more than one day off at a time that would be stellar i think that's what i need to
0: reset like one day is just not enough to reset so on the same day so nicole had texted me that she had been exposed and then, like, 30 minutes later, I got a phone call from the this library job I had applied for that they had to go with someone else. And I was, like, really banking on the job, literally because my bank account was empty. Um, <laughs> literally banking on literally it. Literally <laughs> banking on it. I had $6 in my bank account. They just went with someone else. And I realized, like, A few days earlier, I was in the shower, and I just, like, had a terrifying thought, just, like, an anxious thought, which I don't have those very often, so it kind of struck me as weird, but, like, I feel like I just had a feeling, a bad feeling about it. Um, That you weren't going to get the job? Yeah, because I was in the shower a few days earlier, and I was like, what if I don't get this job, and I've just been slacking off for two weeks Like not not applying applying for jobs because I thought that I was going to get this one. Because you worked there already. Yeah, because I already worked there. I had done a similar job when I worked there the last time. They said that I'd be a really great fit. They said they were really happy to hear from me and that I put my in to apply for the job. I felt like I did really well in the interview. And then to not get it, I just felt like, well, it was just a bad day to begin with because of the COVID thing. And then this was the same day that the whole capital... Thing was oh, going down yeah. so it was just whole, like the world's on fire and it was a I'm whole day yeah it was a whole day so side note though last week we recorded an episode released it on tuesday and it was we were talking about new year's resolutions and i just made a joke like new year's revolutions we're meeting at the Capitol at 10 a.m tomorrow come join us the next day that was released on tuesday the next day that Wednesday. The Capitol was stormed. There was a revolution at the Capitol. There was literally a
1: revolution at the Capitol at 10 a.m. The next day. I predicted it. So we really started something
0: terrible. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We apologize deeply. I realize how many Trumpers listen to our podcast. no idea.
1: Thousands, I guess. Thank you so much for listening, but don't let
0: that happen again. (laughs) That was horrific (laughs) and gross. (laughs) That was better than Trump's uh, speech to them. He was like, I get how you feel. We lost this election; it was stolen from us. It we actually won it, and I love you for standing up for what you believe in. But it, this is not the way. Violence is not the answer. And it's like, do you just tell people who were storming the Capitol that you love them? Gross. And okay, oh, this is what I was gonna tell you. Twitter permanently banned Trump. <laughs> So did Facebook. <laughs> Facebook banned Trump too? Yeah. Oh my god. Personally, I think that censoring people like that is kind of shitty. And But I, I think his videos were kind of inciting violence, which is why Twitter decided to take them off. Yeah. I think the thing is, though, that he was allowing that violence... But what is inciting the violence is that our government hasn't taken care of us in a pandemic or really at all. Right, in any yeah. sense of the word. And that's really the deeper root of it, like the deeper cause, but like he wasn't like this is not okay, things need to change. He was like I get why you're doing this and I love like, you for it. Do you? Don't do it though because I'm not supposed to be encouraging it, you know.
1: Yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't a great day for, you know, America, um or and. me. Or Jackie, <laughs> it was a bad day for
0: Jackie and a bad day for the nation. Um, Those things always collide. Whenever the nation's not doing well, I'm also not doing well in my personal life. Whenever the nation's doing, like, when I mean, it's not like the nation's ever doing well. But, anyways, sad. What about you? You're like,
1: going? and neither am I. Okay, so yeah, that tracks. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I just want to touch on the storming of the Capitol. For a little bit because i think it was a very important historical i mean it happened two days ago so can you really say it's history but yeah we I wanted always, to touch more on it
1: yeah we always want to talk about like
0: current events as they come right. up too so right yeah so it's like there's two political parties right but there's not two political opinions right like on everything there's like it's a huge spectrum. There's a huge spectrum. There's and like hundreds the on just one issue. <laughs> there's only two different opinions that you can vote on usually. And right. in, in America, at least. In other countries, sometimes you know there's multiple parties. Then you chalk up everyone who's in one side and everyone on the other side. You hold everyone to the same idea of that opinion. Like, oh, yeah. if you are conservative, if you are a conservative who votes for Trump, that means you're racist. Yeah. And it's like, that's, I mean, that it's, I'm not saying it's true untrue. or not true. I mean, it
1: really feels like it's not, it, it doesn't feel false, but right. it's it doesn't also feel false, like, but doesn't feel people
0: like... are super complex human beings. Yeah. That's what that, I mean. Like it's yeah, not, that don't, it's so hard to be like, this person is racist because of who they voted for when there's only two people running in the final yeah. race. Yeah. And especially only one conservative I just just did air quotes, but only one conservative running. And then it's like... Yeah, there's sorry. so many issues
1: yeah. and so many different things. And it's like, what's never talked about is all the other um, like, politicians that are voted on or other issues that are voted on. It's always just like, the president. And it's like, yeah. oh, if you voted for this president, you're a triple person, vice versa. And
0: like you said, people are so complex. I do really want to touch on this. This is something I've been thinking a lot lately. So many people are like the people who stormed the Capitol are Nazis. You know, they're fascists.
1: Right. And it's like, which that's not- Yeah,
0: Yes, maybe some some of them are because I saw a picture of one guy who had a sweatshirt that said like Camp Auschwitz, you know, yes. and it's like, yeah, that guy, I feel like it's super fair to make the assumption that that guy's a fascist. Yeah. Is it really fair to look at thousands of people, I don't know how many it was, It was over a thousand, I think. Mm -hmm. Is it fair to look at so many people and say you're a fascist, you're a fascist, you're a fascist? Everyone has such different political views. They all didn't come here and say we're fascists. We're storming the Capitol, or else they would have had signs that said we're fascists and we're storming the Capitol. Right. Well,
1: and then the other like incorrect conclusion is that like all conservatives supported that.
0: Yeah. That was like
1: not the case. True. from, From my point of view, it felt. Like it was pretty widely agreed upon that that wasn't the best plan of action, yeah, um, not the way to go about it. Mm-hmm. could' have been a better could've been a better way
0: for and, sure. and I think it's definitely a true conclusion to say that those people were treated with more respect than the BLM protesters, yes, met with less force. yep. Um, and
1: that's that's just a fact. Yeah. However, it's also safe to say that the fact that there have been so many uprisings against our government in one mm-hmm. side or the other just goes to show the brokenness in this country and the division and the fact that our government is not showing up for the people on either side.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. just a fact. Basically, um, America is a candle that's burning at both ends of the political spectrum, and And yeah, so it's like, even though the people who were protesting for BLM probably have very different, if not opposite a lot of the time, views of the people who stormed the Capitol. To me, it really feels like the reason for protesting, rioting, whatever you want to call it, is the same. It's that they feel... Like, their government has let them down in some way or the other. And they don't feel like they are getting the treatment... Or, like, recognition. The recognition and Like their, their views aren't getting the recognition that they deserve.
1: Right. And in no way are we Ugh. or would we ever condone um, what happened at the
0: Capitol. That's just not right. Absolutely not. Nobody storms a building. Nobody takes time off of work or gets out of their house and does something else to protest if they have things to lose. If they feel like they have something to lose, they're not going to storm a capital. These people right. feel like they have nothing left to lose. This is their last option. The one person that they trusted is out of office. You know? Right. So why do these people feel like they have nothing to lose? Yeah. What like it's why because, was
1: that their last
0: hope? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Why was that their last hope? And it's because Trump has given them a false sense of security and like their country was going to be great again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They it, they really wasn't. felt and it and it wasn't it actually isn't. They on the outside maybe they thought, I think it's a better country. Maybe they convinced themselves it was a better country, but it's simply not. Yeah. The country's simply not better. It's not great if it if it was. That would not be happening. And that's, yeah, exactly. Because if your idea of, if if America was actually great, then just taking away one person out of office wouldn't completely crumble that idea of America for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It would be solid enough to withstand one person being removed from office. Yeah. So it's more about getting to the root of the problem. Like what is the real Mm -hmm. root
1: cause of this problem? And that's the same with any protest. You, yep. you don't want to label and say, oh, all conservatives agree with that, or, oh, all liberals agree with looting and rioting. It's like, that's not what everyone agrees with, and nor is that the, the root of the problem. Why yeah. is that happening? Keep asking yourself why until
0: you get down to the very bottom. Yeah, Like, there's that's the only I agree. way to do it. And, and I feel like a lot of people we're really focused on, one, the language that the media uses, which I agree is important, but distracts you from the main cause. If you're so worried about the media calling something a protest or a riot, you're not thinking about why they're protesting or rioting in the first place. Yeah, you're like so mm-hmm. worked up in that. It's like, okay, yep. well, what's, what's the real issue here? Like, What yep. is
1: happening? Why are these people doing this? What has been instilled in them to think that
0: this is A, okay, and B, their last resort, like yeah. you said. And another thing that I saw a lot of was people, and rightfully so, people pointing out that the there wasn't enough force being used against these people compared to BLM. Right, and so why is that? And you And know, so why is that? That's that something question. about, and that's a very fair point to bring up, but also those same people completely disregarded why are these people storming the Capitol in the first place. What do they feel like they have? Why do they feel like they have nothing left to lose? That type of thing. And until we start looking at that, because if you think about it during
1: the BLM protests, that's the same thing that maybe conservatives were saying about us. Well, I can't believe they're looting and rioting. I can't believe this and that. And it's like, are you asking yourself why these people feel like this needs to happen? Just like, Mm -hmm. are we asking why these people feel like this needs to happen? Like, it's not if you're always detracting with these like semantics of what's happening in the situation, you're not getting to the deep root of the problem and therefore you're not closing this division and this gap in America where everyone is feeling let down by the leaders in our country mm-hmm. on both sides, it feels like. And that's uh, largely the root of the problem. Yeah,
0: that is largely the root of the problem. And I feel like people on both sides hate the other side so much or what the ideal of the other side is. It's, I hate the ideals of this party and what this party represents and what I think that the news has shown that this party has done. And it's not getting to
1: the root of the problem and understanding the people as individuals. It's just grouping them all and saying, oh my gosh, it's, it's the crazy liberals out marching for black lives again they don't think any other lives matter they're just saying black lives matter they're just using Mm -hmm. the rhetoric to villainize one side or the other when the rhetoric is not at all what the problem is
0: yeah they're the the whole point of the black lives matter movement was to get you thinking about how institutions exhibit systemic racism, racism racism in america right and i think that the black lives matter movement is smart To realize that it's institutions that cause behavior and not people's behavior that causes, that creates the institutions. Right, exactly.
1: So it's not always, and this is something I had to explain to a few different people of saying like, it's not about all the individuals in the system. That's Mm -hmm. not what it's about. It's about the system itself that we have as individuals have
0: been placed into yeah it's and now not, we are like, complacently taking part of
1: right like I had a friend who said oh well if it's the whole system then you're saying it's all police officers or all you know um like white people or something you know and We're I was like no that's not the I'm system not talking of, about the individuals yeah. in the system at all I'm talking about the system that those individuals are a part of and therefore are perpetuating. yes they're perpetuating it by Behaving in a certain way due to the way the institution has affected them.
0: Yep. You know? And influence them to be the people they are now. Because I think also it's like if an institution is racist, say like, for example, the institution of law enforcement, that institution is pushing an, I- an ideal in police officers to perpetuate the, those hurtful behaviors against black people. I think it's against people of color. Sorry. Right.
1: So I think it's doing a disservice to not look at the individuals mm-hmm. and say, What's going on with these people? What has been falsely promised to them that now they are so let down that they feel like they need to storm the Capitol. Yeah. It's kind of just funny to say it's it doesn't just doesn't even like, sound realistic. It literally there's so many people who don't agree with that and there's so many people who do agree with it. It's like you can't keep yeah. putting all these
0: people in these groups and thinking that that's going
1: to solve something.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, so I just want to say Black Lives Matter. I support that fully and I support that movement completely. I also urge people who are supportive of it too to look at look at the at the events of Wednesday, the sixth, with uh, lo- looking with like a little bit more analysis than just all these people are Nazis. Let's th- dismiss them and not give them any more attention or a platform or something like that. Deplatforming people doesn't make them go away. Because we ban Trump, it doesn't mean that Trump is going to go away. It doesn't mean that his opinions right. aren't going to be heard. His opinions are going to be heard in a different way. I heard a rumor that he's thinking about starting a Twitter that's kind of for alt right people so his his opinions are going to be heard no matter what it's not about deplatforming platforming people it's about having a conversation so that you can be on the same platform yeah exactly that's what it's about so i kind of wanted to wrap it up with that yeah i think that's a perfect way to wrap that up like
1: we always want to be really sensitive to what's going on and um just try to look at everything with a little more perspective and a little deeper analysis than just what's being shown on the media or something like thinking a little more deeper about it is how we're going to start to come back together as a country and Mm -hmm. see each other as like individuals. Yeah. But yeah, so that was a crazy day. And so now we're just going to get back into the topic that we're talking about today.
0: Yeah. All right. So we, we're just talking about if we believe in a dream job. Do you believe in a dream job? I I go back and forth. I think mm-hmm. it's either
1: I don't dream of working. <laughs> I always say that. But like also, I think there could be a job that's so fulfilling that it doesn't feel like work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I feel like if I had a job that was fulfilling enough to be a dream job, then it would be loosely it would be called loosely a job you know it'd be mm-hmm. pretty vague and not not like the job is vague but like it would it wouldn't feel like work as yeah, so much like it, it would just feel like you were doing it and yeah and you it were was making it money. kind of like was sewn seamlessly in with the rest of my life yeah you know like This job is a part of me and I do it because I love it and I feel like I'm helping people and I happen to make money off of it and that kind of all comes together. And I can live my life in between it, during it, around it, kind of all of that. And so a dream job is just like having a more balanced life, Mm -hmm. I think, in general. But do I believe that dream job is accessible to me? That's a a different question. That's a different story. (laughs) Yeah. So when you were a kid – what did you want to be? Probably not what you're doing now.
1: No, I never even thought of being an interior designer or an architect or anything. When I was a kid, the first, my very first dream job was a ballerina. I wanted to be like a professional ballerina, which like mm-hmm. is a thing. I'm like, it is. It's a job. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it. Sure. I think when I was a kid, I didn't know that though. I think I was right. like, I want to be a ballerina. But then I was like, I don't know if that's like a real job, you know?
0: Well, I don't think you had a concept of money though. Right, people are like... I don't, I probably didn't. You probably knew that's something that you could like be when you're older. Because yeah. there were like, you know, older I would see, ballerinas. Yeah.
1: I would like see girls and be like, I want to be like them. I want to be a ballerina. <laughs> I did ballet for one year, maybe not even that long. I don't know. I was a kid. I was like in kindergarten. And then I went into surgery and gymnastics and I like let go of that dream.
0: Hmm. What was the first thing you wanted to be? The very first thing. I really feel like maybe the very first thing I wanted to be was a vet because I just loved animals and then it kind of came that kind of came back in college because I thought I wanted to be a vet but I think I just like did not like the idea when I was younger that I would have to like put down animals Mm. so that's why I let go of it the first time and then the second time was because I suck at chemistry (laughs) like (laughs) I literally could not do it it's not and chemistry is not even like a big part of being a vet at all like I'm sure you would never need it it's just that you had to pass it. I I had to take... I was taking an intro course, and I probably have to take something like organic chemistry or something really hard like that. And the intro, I barely passed. And I was trying really hard. I just... Chemistry is just like the opposite of the way my brain works. I really feel like that. Because I can't see it, and I need to learn by doing. Mm-hmm. And it's so like... Yeah. It's so like theoretical yeah, in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's not theoretical because we know that atoms are made up of this or whatever and how reactions work but like i just don't i just don't know it You're just like so I, just don't I just don't care <laughs> i just don't care about it it's like things work the way that they work i'm made up of atoms i don't want to think about it too hard so i was like i am bad at science in general i'm just not good at most sciences besides like anatomy and ecology because I can see it, but that's only half of a science major, and I just didn't think that I could suffer through the other half of the science major when I'm terrible at science. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I wanted to be a vet first, and then I kind of grew more into, I had big dreams as a kid of like very realistic expectations, like then I think the next thing I was like, I want to be a politician. I was like, I didn't even, I wasn't even like I want to be president, I was like, I just want to like You know, work for the Senate, where I was like, like really, like it's so random. That's like something I never thought of as a kid.
1: I never thought, like, I want to work in government.
0: Yeah, I know. I wanted to work in government because I just like wanted to help people, and I just like, for some reason, I was like, it just seems like politics like help people. That's what. That's what you fucking think. (laughs) (laughs) It's so naive. Like, it's so naive to think that politicians are even like good people. Honestly, they're like trying to help anybody and not just lizards not just lizards in a the suit <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely just lizards in a suit what was the next thing you wanted to be after that after the ballerina dream died
1: i think <laughs> i actually burned i think i wanted to be i'm trying to really think like i wanted to be a doctor at one point really yeah and i remember getting like when i was a kid i think i was like maybe 10 and i got this like um, doctor like play set mm-hmm. thing and i was super obsessed with there was like those surgery shows on TLC where they would like show you weird things a close-up of the surgery that was happening yeah, I loved that I would sit in front of the Uh tv and just watch that and my mom would be like that's so weird with your anxiety which is so weird yeah I mean it's like the actual opposite I would never watch something like that now that would freak me out so bad like I was just I loved it and I loved like the idea of like I was gonna say of like like doctoring people? That wasn't going to make any sense. Whatever. Cut that out. <laughs> Surgering them? Surgerying people. I love the idea of cutting people open. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a serial killer, I a but real, I wanted to make money. <laughs> I was a real maniac. Um, So then after that, I i don't know what made me not want to be a doctor, but I was just kind of like, I didn't like math or science that much. Like, I wasn't yeah. that into it. I was good at it, but I wasn't like, I love this so much. I just was like... It just made sense to me,
0: but it wasn't... Do you
1: think anyone likes math or science? Some people for sure do. Yeah. People who could become like
0: engineers or... I can't get it up for either math or science. I'm always like, they got to be
1: pretending. No, cannot. say hard for that. But um, (laughs) 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 then I wanted to be... I wanted to go to beauty school. I wanted to be like a... Esthetician? Yeah, like a hairstylist or something. Mm -hmm. And I actually held on to that for a while through high school. I don't know what made me not want to do that. I think I thought I couldn't make money and yeah. I wanted to go to college, and I, and I, I, I think, think
0: there is a very limited amount of money that you can make with that. Yeah, you have, have to get work it. on, like, celebrities, mm-hmm. but then would you want to do that? Or just, like, it's getting a into a
1: good salon, like, the salon that I go to, those girls make pretty good money, I think. Yeah. It would seem like it with how much I pay, so <laughs> <laughs> then I think I started, I think someone told me that I, they were like, well, you don't go to college for that. You don't go to college to go to beauty school. You go to, Beauty school, mm-hmm. and I always had this idea that I was gonna go to college. And my sister, my older sister, was going to school to be a pharmacist. She knew like from when she was in like middle school, what she wanted to do was be a pharmacist, and that's what she is. And just knew exactly what she wanted to do. Went right down that path. Did amazing. Thrived. Yeah. Is now a pharmacist, and so I thought I needed to do something medical too. I was like, uh-huh. that's what college is. Like you go to college and you become like something in medicine. I thought I could go for. I thought I could do business. Or something in medicine. Mm-hmm. Those were like, Pretty much or be it. like an engineer. Yeah, that was like another major I knew of, it. But it's there weren't a ton of. I didn't understand how many career paths there were, or right. how many things you could study oh, like in college. How many majors? Yeah, like when you're a freshman yeah. in high school, you usually don't get that. You're like, oh, I'll go to like pre med, and so then I decided like that I wanted to be a neonatal nurse. So like a nurse for babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you work in the <laughs> neonatal unit. <laughs> Nicole does not like babies. <laughs> literally cannot with babies. I think I'd like my own baby,
0: but, like, I just get very stressed out by like, crying babies. Why do you love your baby so much? You've only known him for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite line for some reason. I- like, your baby's so weak. <laughs> <laughs> or God, your baby's so your baby doesn't know
1: anything. How do you even know how do you even love it? <laughs> your baby's so stupid.
0: <laughs> your baby can't even say a single word. How do you carry a conversation with your damn baby? I tweeted the other day, I was like, Your baby can't even handle his alcohol. Get him out of here. <laughs> He's throwing up everywhere. <laughs> your baby just spit up on me because you just keep him under control, please. You walk into an olive garden. Hey, can you watch my baby? Their family, they have to take care of it. <laughs> Okay, well, that's what I thought I wanted to do.
1: That took a sharp turn when I took an anatomy class in high school and realized that that was not for me. <laughs> um, someone told me I was going to have to dissect a cadaver. I said, sis, no. It's not, no. And so I I had applied to that already, though, for college. And that's what I got into CU for was oh, like
0: pre med. Yeah.
1: I started in, at CU as that's how I got into college. But then I already knew. By the time i graduated high school that that wasn't what i wanted to do so i started trying to figure out how i could get into business and how i got into what i'm doing now was like when i was living in boulder i would just start going like i would go on drives and stuff and i was really anxious and like i was going through a breakup and like i was just not doing that well and i would always go drive around in like the super nice houses Mm -hmm. in boulder i'd like go up into the hills and drive around and look at all the nice houses and I would always think, like, I really want to be an architect. Like, that'd be so cool. But I just don't think I'm smart enough to do it. And I'd be like, well, it'd be so fun to be an interior designer. But I can make no money off of that. Like, that's not a career. It's
0: weird. You were like, I'm smart enough to be a prenatal. Like, a
1: doctor. I was yeah. like, I'm going to be a nurse, but I can't be an architect. I just didn't get I could have been an architect. I could have gone to school to do that. Like, uh-huh. it wouldn't have been something I couldn't do. I just think I didn't, I didn't get what it was. And I was like, that's too hard. Knowing how to build buildings don't know anything about it. Because that's not something you learn about in high school. You, that's not... Yeah, you can that's not learn a job about, that
0: you learn about. Yeah,
1: you learn about, like, math and science and engineering and being a doctor and going into these different things, like writing and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, you learn about that in high school. I, in my high school, did not have anything about interior design or architecture or anything. Yeah. So I just didn't know that that was a path for me. And no one in my family really does that. Like, it wasn't... You didn't know anyone yeah, who was
0: doing that. I didn't understand
1: yeah. it as a profession. And so... Then I kind of started to learn more about it, and that's, like, how I got into it.
0: I think, actually, before I wanted to be a politician, I wanted to be a writer. Like, pretty much since I could read, I just was, like, I wish I could write books. Mm -hmm. Um, When I applied to CU, I applied as an English major. And then, for a semester, I think I switched to film, specifically screenwriting, which is just, like, literally just English. But, But then I switched back to English because... It just, like, to me, the idea of working in the film industry doesn't seem like something I can manage. I'm not competitive at all as a person, and I didn't want a competitive field. I always wanted to work in, like, art type of stuff or, like, just, like, creative stuff, content stuff. Mm-hmm. And those are those are competitive fields. But, like, when it, you have something like writing, like, say I wanted to be an author – I'm not competing against anyone else. I'm competing against myself. You know, I'm just trying to do better than I used to do, which is how I like to live. It's just like, am I doing better than I was? Like, I'm always competing against myself, but no yeah. one else.
1: Yeah, which
0: I feel like is right. Uh, I mean, like, yeah. it feels like... But then I put a lot of expectations on myself. Like, we were talking about a few podcasts ago. Like, you think a lot about what people want, think that you should do. And you do a lot of things that you think people want you to do. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of things that I think I should be doing. They're not necessarily coming from a better place. Like, they're not necessarily any more right for me. Um, But it's like
1: with me, I'm sometimes doing it because I'm comparing myself to someone else. I'm like, I want to be like them. I want their life. And then maybe for you, it's like more of like, I just want to be better than I was before, but yeah. still,
0: regardless, it's an expectation that you're putting on yourself that exactly might not come from a good place. Yeah, although I do think it kind of helps you be a better writer to want to be better. At, it helps you be better at anything, to want to be better in your craft and learn more, but- Like better you than should, you used to be. Yeah, yeah, but maybe you should look at it more like, I just want to learn more and, and understand my craft better than before, not necessarily be better than I was before, because that- keeps a lot of people from continuing to write like the person who wrote to kill a mockingbird harper lee didn't write anything else because they're so afraid that they wouldn't live up to that book which was like obviously one of the greatest books so it's like if you're if you're always trying to be better than yourself you you might get stuck yeah it's more about the purpose and if you feel fulfilled from it rather than am i making more money from it is it being better received you should just make things to make things and not put pressure on if they're gonna make you money or if they're gonna be well received or whatever just make it because it's from you and it's like authentic and what you want to make and what you want to say but then that gets hard because it's like if you have a profession like you want to be an author you do have to make money so there's like a really weird line that is almost impossible, I think, for anyone to find. I think even, I think most authors would say that they were just lucky Mm -hmm. to hit it big. That's why it's such not, it's not a good career. It's not even really a career, because you can't guarantee it. Do do you feel like the idea of a career is like, there's more of a guarantee? You know? It's like, you can uh, can build. There's more room for growth. mm -hmm, There's more room for growth.
1: Like, it seems, if you're on a quote-unquote career path, Mm -hmm. it's there's room for growth, there's room for like expansion, you can move up. Whereas if when I think of like a job, it's you're kind of at your ceiling.
0: But that's not always the case. I feel like career is also relative to what you want to do. Like if you see yourself continuing to stay in that field, then it could be a career.
1: Yeah, people can, you can have a career in anything. Like there are career servers, there are career retail workers. Like when you have a career, there's so many different options of where you can go which i didn't know about for so long like i didn't know about
0: all these different positions i could work i thought it was like they don't tell you they don't don't, nobody tells you your options anywhere through when you're growing up like i had no idea what my options were for after high school i didn't realize that you could take a gap year and that's totally fine Looking back, there was so much pressure to go to school. You could have taken a gap year. You could have done a travel program. Yeah. You could have done a service program. You could have uh, gone to like a technical college. You could have. You could have just gone to like gone community to work. college. If you yeah. Were to, if there's there's so college many yet. so many options. You could mm-hmm. not go to college at all.
1: Mm-hmm. You could just start to work. Like I never saw that as an option. Yeah. I just thought that that like meant something bad if you didn't go to a four-year university mm-hmm. i thought that that wasn't right i thought you should go to a four-year university that's what's right and that's how i've lived a lot of my life which is like sad <laughs> i did things for a long
0: time thinking well this is what i should be doing which is like the premise of i mean that is what everyone else was doing <laughs> like even even at that point like even though i i usually don't do what people tell me i should even then in high school i still was like everyone is going to college except for me I mean, I'm sure that high schools make or like get bigger grants the more people that they send to university, because I'm sure yeah. that maybe like schools pay them or something. Like I'm sure that like there's
1: I'm sure CU there's some or something, something like, like that.
0: that. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be something like that because there's some they sort push of it so much and yeah. they really make you feel guilty for if you haven't been applying to colleges. Yeah, They're they have like, so well, well, are much college prep. ACT? Yeah. are
1: you doing this? Or are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Like so much college prep. So much like make sure you get in your college applications. Like, are you meeting all your deadlines? Like, where have you applied? And it's like, I don't know. I don't remember feeling the pressure from my high school, but I probably did. And it was also everyone around me. It was also my family. Like, not... They weren't saying, like, you have to go to college. But they were like, where are you going to college? Like, It was just mm-hmm. known that I was yeah, going to go where, to college. Where are you going to college? It wasn't, not are, you going, are you going to college? college. Yeah. And, and then if you, I had said I didn't want to go, no one would have been like, you have to go. That's not yeah, an option. Like
0: Yeah. Or... I mean you, you probably just would have gotten like at worst like, oh really? Like you're not going to college? Yeah, like, like you would okay. you would be guilted about yeah, it. Like guilted, you would not feel maybe. good about it. And then that kind of carries on into college where they don't tell you what the job opportunities are. They don't. They're like when I was even in
1: school to be an interior designer, the option for a job was to be an interior designer. Mm-hmm. Like at a firm, at a commercial firm or a residential firm, that was the job. Yeah. Like there was one job. And then when I got out into it I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's a ton of jobs that I could do. Dozens, like mm-hmm. that fall under the field that I'm in. It's not just interior designer, like the job I'm doing is something totally different now." And and I get like they they can't be specific with everybody on what yeah. everybody wants to do, but there are other options and they just don't always like talk about those. Right. Yeah, exactly. I also think that when you're going into college, and or even when you're applying to college at what, 17, you think I wanna you you think I wanna do this thing, I wanna do this job, this is the path I wanna go down. And it's the age old story of like how are people supposed to know what they wanna do when they're eighteen? Like you're yeah. literally a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's that's talked about so much. But I think what you start to realize, especially now, not even that we're that much older, but now that we're twenty six, out we've been out of college for a few years, like you do start to realize how much you change even from the time from like 18 to 21 and then like 21 to now, Mm -hmm. 22 to now, from the time I graduated college to now, you are such a different person. Mm -hmm. You have such different outlooks on life because that's a huge time of change. So how are you really supposed to know (laughs) that that's what you want to do? Like you study it, you go to college, and you're not really even thinking about your future career, or at least I wasn't. Like I knew that I was going to get a job in interior design, but like I was just trying to get through school. And that's what most people are doing, I think. Like, some people are trying to get into the next, like, grad school or something. I I think it's
0: interesting, too. um, My brothers, they didn't go to college right away. They played hockey in a junior league for three years before they went to college, right after high school. And so when they entered college, they were 21. And at first, they were, like, really – they felt kind of, I don't know, ashamed. Like, they were, like, I'm 21, and I'm just starting college, and everyone only has, like, a year left. But – they're seniors now. They're about to start their last semester. They did not switch majors once. They were never undefined. They have like 3.75 cumulative GPA. Mm-hmm. And when they went into college, they knew I want to study finance. Because they had Because yep. they had three years of figuring out what am I interested in, in outside of high school. Because when you're in high school, your whole life is high school. Mm-hmm. You, you might have interests and stuff like that, but your interests are curbed by who you're around by the, by what your high school offers you, by what your parents' income level is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't have any time to figure out what you like alone and you yourself without outside influences. And that's why when they went into college, they were like, we didn't get that time until after college. We didn't get that time where we were like, what do we actually like to do that's not school that's not what's offered around me but yeah, what do like, i what do like? i actually like
1: because
0: mm-hmm. you're in college i mean when you're in high school you just don't always know that
1: and then when you get into college there's so much change happening with you're being a, you're on your own you're going to college classes you're meeting all these new people like it's about college is about so much more than just like getting that degree it's Mm -hmm. like there is so much that you learn and you make all these new friends and it's like it is a great experience i'm i'm happy that i went to college but it also took me six years to graduate because i changed
0: my major yeah and you might have had if you had like two or three years after high school you might have gone in and been like i really want to do this right know? exactly and so i don't
1: like i don't look back and regret my path you know do i wish i had just become a tiktok influencer
0: instead yeah Who I'm does sure. That? Yeah, so I mean, it tracks that even after college you would be like, I actually kind of want to lean more towards this. And honestly, almost every single adult I know, like grown adult is like I didn't do anything like what my degree was in. It's, it's- like you just don't know. And that's why so many people go back to grad school. But right, because what if they're you could like oh go wait, f-
1: I've realized what I wanted to do. Yeah.
0: So have has there ever been a job for you that you just like really loved or like even a job that you were like this is a stepping stone to my dream job
1: the only job I've had that I felt like was going to be a real stepping stone into kind of what my passion was or like what my dream had been was when I had my internship in New York that really felt to me like this is what I want to do this is where I want to be like when I got that job I was so excited I ended up kind of thinking like I don't love living in New York but it still felt like something so big and so great, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like I woke up every day and was like, I can't wait to go to this job. But I knew how great of an opportunity it was, and because it was short term, I think I appreciated it more, like knowing there was an end to it. Yeah. That was one job that that I didn't like ever think, oh, I want to, I would want to quit this job. Mm-hmm. But I think every other job I've worked,
0: yeah, has I've been yeah. like, though this is temporary, I don't want to do this forever. Right, or like you get there and you're like you think it's gonna be really great and then you find, I don't like this that much,
1: you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, and it's never, it's, it's never really been something where I'm like, I started, I start the job and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate this so much. It's like, the more I do it, the more I realize, okay, I'm not really passionate about this either. My last job I worked in sports architecture. I'm like not a huge sports person. I like the job. Like I like the people I worked with. I liked the company. It was a great company, but it was just not for me. And then um, I got laid off, so it was fine because I probably would have stayed there because it was such a good company to work for. And I liked the people I worked with. I probably would have just stayed. But I wasn't super happy. Like, you knew that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The job I'm in now is just really stressful. It, was, but... it didn't seem that you weren't happy. It just seemed like you were uninspired. Yeah, yeah. It was more like that. I wasn't like – I it wasn't like I dreaded it mm-hmm. every day because I feel like
0: that's, like, how your last job was, right? Like, you really didn't like yeah. it. Yeah. My last job was a marketing job, which I've never done a marketing job, but the people I worked with were awesome. So the company was in like the top, like, I don't know, like 5,000 new startups in America. What's fucked though is that they didn't even pay us a livable wage like while i was working there and living in dc since dc so expensive i was actually dipping into my savings every month i wasn't saving a single penny i was actually losing you like weren't even making enough to pay your rent wasn't even making i was making enough to pay my rent i was making enough to feed myself but that's, like, where it draws the line. That's completely it. Yeah. That's, Which, like, you should be making more than you should, just yeah. being able to right. put a roof over your head and eat. Mm-hmm. And because I did the job mostly in COVID, that was, like, okay. It just bothered me because they, I know that, like, the lawyers we were working for, it, the company was an offshoot of a law firm. They were making millions of dollars a year, and they could – they barely paid us above, like, the line of poverty and I feel like that's such a common thing with jobs is that they will really even the best jobs that I've had they will seriously get away with paying you as little as possible and I get that because like you're a business and you're trying to make money but isn't the whole point of having a business is to keep people employed and living have enough money to live like right just like you're trying to have enough money to Live, yeah, if you're trying to make money off of something if you have to employ people to help you with that they should be able to live as well yeah exactly shocker but it's like and not all companies are this bad but i feel like all companies are kind of this kind of level of like jeff bezos and the rest of amazon it's like jeff bezos who's one of the richest men in the entire world he makes so he makes more money every i think it was like he makes more money in like two minutes than you and i make in a year um, that's insane. Yeah, and probably in like a day he makes more than we'll make in a lifetime or something like that. It's something crazy like that. But then his workers are paid minimum wage. It's not that there's the company's trying to make a profit. It's that the profit is being distributed unevenly.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, and that's it's like that's true with all companies. More I feel like money. Yeah, whatever. That's true with most companies. It's something I feel like that's wrong with our maybe economic system, like just with capitalism in general, but why can people who have entry-level jobs, who are just getting out of college, who already have so much debt because they had to go to college to get these entry-level jobs to begin with, why are those people making so little that they can barely live? And then you have to be like suffering for a few years just to eventually make a living wage which is that's what's so crazy to me
1: when people try to argue against a $15 minimum wage or something. It's like they're like, well, they need to work harder and move up to a better job. And it's like someone has to take the trash out. Someone Mm -hmm. has to flip the burgers. Someone has to clean the toilet. And you're saying that those
0: people don't deserve to
1: support them and their family. Yeah, exactly. Those people don't deserve to live. People who... Have moved up. Now you deserve to live because you've mm-hmm. moved
0: up in the chain of capitalism. Yeah, it's because like, you've worked for 20 years. Now you deserve to live. Yeah,
1: it that doesn't make any sense to me. when they're like, well, those people need to work harder and get a better job. It's like, well, then who's gonna start working that next job? Yeah. Who's gonna start working that low job? Someone has to do that. You can't. If you didn't have the people who are making minimum wage, your world would literally stop spinning. If you didn't yeah. have
0: people who bagged your shit at Target, well, I think parents kind of, would r- right. lose their fucking minds. I think that's kind of what the pandemic showed us. Is like those jobs like people like like people who bag groceries right take people who bag groceries they're not working less hard than someone who's in their butt for 8 hours like At on the desk. computer yeah just because you sat your butt in a chair for 4 years or whatever learning about that thing doesn't mean that you're working any harder than those people who went straight to work and are working Trader Joe's or something,
1: right? And it's like the bottom line is sure, pay people who are working entry level positions with no college degree, pay them minimum wage, make the minimum wage livable, yeah. Because minimum wage isn't
0: livable wage, like,
1: sure. If I went to college, I want to make more than I could have made not going to college, like, because you pay Mm -hmm. so much to go to college, and it's a lot of work, it's a lot of hard work, like. I do want to make more than if I didn't go to college. I'm not saying I want to make more than someone else. Well, the whole point is that you're
0: learning skills, and those skills can be used for something, and you get paid for those skills, for learning those skills. Exactly. And so it's not to say that people who
1: work minimum wage jobs should be making the same as someone who went to college, like like you and I. But, exactly. But, like, it's ridiculous to think that someone who works a lowly job in someone else's eyes, like, doesn't deserve a wage that pays for them to rent an apartment.
0: Yeah, and that also has to do with, you know, apartment costs being so high, like, the average apartment costs are just ridiculous, and then that it doesn't keep up with the minimum wage. It's like there's a disconnect. Like, people don't think, like, what I pay you is not going to pay for your house, so it doesn't matter what I pay you. I just have to pay you what the law allows me to. It doesn't matter what you do with it. If you don't manage your money well, that's on you. Right. But it's like, no matter how well... You manage your money. If you make less than what your rent and food and, you know, necessities cost, you're having there's to no get way. money from somewhere else. Yeah, there's no way that you can manage your money well enough to create money. Right, no. Especially if you haven't been to school and you don't know anything about the stock market. Right, You know,
1: and you shouldn't have to go to college to be able to make a wage that, like I said, puts a roof over, he- over yeah. your head and puts food in your mm-hmm. mouth. That's not you shouldn't have to go to college to deserve that. Yeah. Because you can't just have a bunch of high schoolers who live at home working those jobs. Other people who work those jobs are going to be adults, young adults out of high school or-
0: Immigrants, adults, yeah. Adults,
1: yeah, anybody. It's like they should afford be able to afford to be alive mm-hmm. no matter what job they're working because that job is essential as we've seen
0: during COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like, it just really bothers me because sometimes I, it seems like that, You know, if you have circumstances where you weren't able to go to college, you weren't able to afford college, and even if you wanted to go, even if you feel like you're bright enough or you want to learn another skill, if you don't have the money to do that, you have to work a job where you can't even pay for you going to school. You have to take all these loans and then get into debt or just not go and just work minimum wage jobs. barely survive. I mean it's so hard because i feel like a lot of people's dream jobs it's just it doesn't make sense i think it's because there's a minimum wage and like a wage that you can make if you're skilled but then it doesn't even seem like we're paying the people who are skilled like teachers who are skilled to be teaching children we're not paying them a livable wage either so it's like what skills are we valuing you know what skills we're valuing is people who can make a ton of money. And the reason why doctors make a ton of money is because insurance companies make a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And so the insurance companies actually figure out what to pay the doctors a lot. Whereas teachers, no one makes money off of people teaching. There's no income accumulated. Right, unless it's like a private school. Mm -hmm. If you're just like a public school teacher,
1: you're just being paid by the government. Mm -hmm. So it's not, there's not, that money's not coming from somewhere besides taxpayers. Yeah. Um. So that's why it's so low. But I think I like what you're saying about how this idea of what would people be doing if it weren't about money? Yeah. Like what would people be doing? Answering if there's a dream job would be way easier. A hundred percent it would be. Like I guess an interesting question would be what's your dream job where money is involved? Like realistically what's your yeah. dream job?
0: Like if... Those are different answers though. What is right. your dream job versus what is your realistic dream job? Yeah. Some, some jobs, it's like, okay, you don't make any money, so I don't want to be that, like, a teacher. But sometimes it's like that job is not realistic because it's not secure. Like, being, like, a musician, it's like right. that's not very secure, and you don't know if you're going to be able to make enough in that, and so it just feels scary. You can make a lot of money. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. many musicians are absolutely loaded, but it's not all of them. It's not it's guaranteed. Not like, yeah. It's not like a doctor where like yeah. if you become a doctor, you're guaranteed
1: you're going to make money and that's a guaranteed mm-hmm. position. Yeah, exactly. Or like there's so many things. I mean, we've been saying doctor, but like right. anything that's a – like a lawyer, mm-hmm. you're going to always be able – that's not like a competitive field. Like being a doctor is in a competitive field where you're like, I have to be the best to make this a career. Yeah. You don't have to be the best yeah, of the best. Yeah, whereas like a lot of arts – Stuff, yeah, you do have to be the mm-hmm. best to make a career because it's not essential, yeah. which, like, it makes sense, but it's just a bummer because I think a lot of people would prefer to be doing something in the arts. Not everybody, like, a lot of people love science, like, a lot of people who are STEM majors, they love that, like, that mm-hmm. is their creativity, that is their art, you know, like, they love research and things like that. So, <laughs> what do you guys do? <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> research and math (laughs) science could not be me you guys just do long division all day yeah that's honestly what it feels like so what would you say is your dream job if money is an object like realistically what would you love to be doing but yeah so something that's in your kind of in your career path you could do with your degree Mm -hmm. realistic but like you're just not there yet or like maybe it'll take a few jobs in between to get there like
0: I mean I think maybe I'd want to work for somewhere like writing like one thing, like, I wanted to do was write about climate change and environmental issues and how they are affecting people, and that's more, like, that's, like, almost, like, journalistic in a way, but more more about, like, how it affects the human. People don't do things based off of science In fact. We know that because the pandemic spread because people wouldn't listen to what scientists were saying they should do. People... Respond to how they feel and their own experiences And so if you can write something that Write something or create something that makes them feel and understand science That's something that I would love to do So like maybe work for I don't know Nat Geo or something like that Or just like a separate publication that talks about this Or work for the Environmental Protection Agency Trying to get people to understand the message So I was thinking about going into environmental studies and getting another degree in, like, a grad school. But I was worried that the EPA isn't going to have a lot of jobs because Trump basically dissolved the EPA. So I was like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of jobs in that, so I don't want to get a degree just to feel like, okay, I just am more in debt now for no Mm -hmm. reason. So that would be, like, one place where I'd really want to go. I think that's more realistic. So what, what about you? What do you think you're, like, more realistic dream job is I would love to work in
1: I would love to do like real estate videography and make like cool videos of real estate for Mm -hmm. to like sell a home or something but not like suburbia track housing like that's not my dream but super cool like mountain homes yeah cabins yeah I would also like to do architectural photography I think that would be cool too like a big thing I'm noticing is that I'm not super interested in the actual, like, design part. I love good design. I love good architecture. Like, I'm obsessed like, with it. like, appreciating it. But I'm not... You don't, like... I don't want to just, like... I don't want to come up with it. I don't spend my days, like, sketching out architectural ideas or, like, thinking of, like, the best interior design. Like, I don't spend my time thinking about that. But I love going into, like, a cool building that has great architecture because I understand it. Yeah. And I know what good architecture is. And I know what good design is. Researching design is even more interesting to me because... I love it, but it's not like putting it into practice is just not... Not it for you. It's just not that inspiring to me. Like I love design and I love architecture, but to come up with the ideas, my brain just does not work that way. I don't know what it is, but I am not the kind of person to just like pull something out of the box and be like, this is such a great idea. What if we did it this way? What if we did it this way? I just don't think of that. Yeah. That's not how my brain thinks. I'm very like black and white. Realistic.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: dream, dream job. job what okay so well then what is your dream job that's just like anything
0: I mean it's just like who doesn't want to travel I know for that's a like, job I, yeah. I mean some people really just are like I don't really care about traveling most people I feel would love to just travel as their job yeah you know I'm trying to think like what
1: would be stopping us from doing that like what would stop me from traveling and taking pictures of cool architecture and making a living off of that I guess like I'd need a following, yeah. And I, I need guess, like a, a following. It's like
0: it's already been done. People have already yeah. done that. Like how People do I? People have already done that. You're not sure. For one thing, for me is like getting a following on social media. It's like you honestly do not know how long social media is going to last. It doesn't seem like right. it's on the up and up. You know, it's n- really not. It's like plateauing. It does seem like it's plateauing. So I mean, maybe there will always be it, so you can always make a, always make money off of it. But it's definitely not growing this is what I'd
1: love to do, make a travel, like, do a travel Instagram, but my pictures are, like, of buildings, Mm -hmm. and, like, cool architecture all over the world, yeah, and I would would love to
0: do that with, like, culture, because I think that culture is just so interesting, and I love learning about, like, I love learning history, and how it impacts, like, the culture of people today, so it'd be Mm -hmm. really fun to just, like, travel and you can look at architecture stuff and I can look at travel stuff and it kind of like creates a picture yeah of stuff you know like a full picture because I feel like the way that buildings that'd be my dream because I love the thing I like about traveling isn't seeing like cool places or cool views it's really like I love going places and talking to people and understanding like their culture and like how Mm -hmm. they live life every day because the people, That's so interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting to me. The way that people live differently than you is so interesting. Like, I could be living different, or like, I just want to understand how people do live every day. Yeah, day, like, day. how do
1: you live differently than me?
0: Yeah. That really is the point of travel, but I think a lot of people water it down to being like, oh, I, I just, just want to see this bucket list destination. The Eiffel, like, Tower. The Eiffel Tower. Eiffel yeah. like, Tower. Okay, you got to you see saw that. It now, what, what do you do with that experience? Yeah, like, you it's have like, Don't you, you
1: want to? The, re- the whole reason you came to this new country is to see something new. The thing that's different about this, this is still land, this is still the earth, there's still buildings. The people Mm -hmm. are what's the what's different about it. The people and the culture and the way that they live and the way they behave around each other. Like it's just so interesting. Mm -hmm. And of course honestly
0: the buildings look different too. They do. And
1: it's like it's a culmination of it all. It's not just to see like even people like go to Mm -hmm. New York and
0: they're like, I saw the Empire State Building. And it's like, But what are you feeling? Like, what's the energy of the space in the place that you're in? Why did you want to see it? Like like, why do you want to see the Eiffel Tower? Do you like the history behind it? Or is it just because everyone else has seen it, so you want to die saying you saw it too? Yeah, like you've seen it in all the movies, and you want to see it in real yeah. life. But to be honest, I've seen it so many times. I've seen it in movies. I've seen it... Right, it's like, yeah, oh, there it I've is. Yeah, I've seen pictures. There it is. It looks the exact same in real life, just bigger. What do you really want out of traveling that you can't get through pictures? What experience are you planning to take home and just saying, just saying something to say that you saw something, what does that add to your life experience besides mm-hmm. just one moment of bragging? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people, they don't even care about a dream job. They don't care about working. It's just a way to live and do their other hobbies, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think there's, like, there's definitely two types of people. There's one type of person who they just live to work and then do their hobbies on the side. I feel like there's that person's becoming more and more rare in America, but there's also people like us who, to me, it's just like, if I'm going to spend eight hours a day doing something five days a week or more,
1: yeah, like I, I want I, it to I be something that I
0: really enjoy. And I think there's that person and there's the other person who just gets through it, you know?
1: Yeah, who's just trying to make money so they can do the things that they love. Yeah. Which is what it should be, but also... Right if you
0: can that's make what money, it can be yeah that's what it
1: can be or it can be that you are making money doing something that you love and that's great too but I also think there's the argument that no matter what you're doing once it becomes a job it feels like work Yeah. no matter what yeah. I think there's no actual job where you're
0: like every single day like I can't wait to do this yeah that's just not really there's always some sort of semantics to a job that makes it
1: work because it's required because it's now required for you to survive it feels more heavy Mm -hmm. whereas when it's like oh you're just doing something as a hobby like the podcast feels like a just like a fun thing because we don't rely on it to survive and make yeah. money and not saying that it would become like not saying
0: we don't want your sponsorship
1: yeah we do <laughs> i honestly don't know i've never worked a job that i absolutely like loved so much it didn't feel like work
0: and uh, do you know anyone who has maybe like
1: i think of like reyna and ashley and girls gotta eat like they love doing that they love doing right. their podcast they love doing their live shows ashley does stand up like and they make a they make a lot of money doing that and it probably doesn't it probably is it's hard work and i'm sure at times they are like this is hard. I don't want to work on reaching out to a bunch of sponsors today or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't feel like doing that, but I have to do it because it's my job. Like, I'm sure there are times that it does feel like that, but it's probably one of the closest things you can get to being like, this is really, really fun. And this is all I have to do to bring in my income. But that's just an example of someone I know who like, I don't know them, but (laughs) someone who I see who they always say like, we're so lucky to be doing this. Like, this is such like, we just can't believe that this happened for us. So that would be hard too. Even just to be an influencer, like even if you think of just a regular Instagram influencer who's not famous or not a celebrity, mm-hmm. just like just like a few hundred thousand. Yeah, that's pretty much the sweet spot because
0: mm-hmm. yeah, you for are me, calling that's all the shots. Spot. Yeah,
1: but you're not famous enough, or even famous. Like you're just.
0: Yeah, like peop- most people just wouldn't person. recognize you on the street. Like,
1: not You're not going to go into a grocery store and everyone's going to be like, oh my god, oh my god, I know yeah. that person. So like you have some sort of
0: privacy, but then... But you're still making money off of just like being you. Yeah, it does seem like... I don't want to say influencers don't do any work because it definitely seems like they do work co- doing content or stuff like that. It just seems like when it's basically only about your personal life and you're not working for other people that does seem more attractive like one thing I don't like about working and all of the jobs I've done is that I'm making money for someone else first before I make money for myself or Mm -hmm. I'm editing and doing the podcast is one of my favorite things because the only other person I have to consult is you and usually agree with me exactly (laughs) usually
1: we're pretty much just like on on the the same same page page. yeah so it's like wow even on that
0: even on that we said that at the (laughs) same time that was
1: But yeah, I I think it is harder when I mean I don't know if we'll even keep this in here, but just thinking about like they influencers don't work for anybody but themselves. Yeah, I mean they like obviously share their sponsored content and stuff, and that's monitored mm-hmm. by another company. But it's like you're working with that company, you're not working for that company. And you you're also choose to partner with them, right? And it's you're on your own schedule all the time. Mm-hmm. You living your life is making you money. Whereas, like, other people are trying to live their life on the side while they're making money to be able to live their actual life. Yeah. Or they're making money at their job.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why people don't... Just, like, naturally don't like influencers, you know, is because... Yeah, because they think they don't
1: work hard. Honestly,
0: they're probably just jealous
1: of them. They're, they're probably jealous. Like... A lot of influencers are just... They're just trying to make money. Mm-hmm. And I've even seen, like influencers say well I did go on this trip like a vacation but like it was for work like we we're working right. every single day and I'm like yeah but your work is to like explore that city and take pictures in it I know it's not like just getting to relax and you know that you have to make content and you know that like I'm sure that is hanging over you but it's like mm-hmm. you're literally being paid to travel and explore a country yeah and I'm not even saying that like I'm not even ragging on them I would love to do that that yeah. would be amazing but Who wouldn't, honestly? Like, don't complain about it. And a lot of times they complain because that is the hardest job they've ever had. And that's fine. Everyone's idea of hard is, is relative. relative and subjective. Yeah. And so if you've never worked for someone else and you've always just been your own boss, mm-hmm. which is a lot of influencers' experience because they become that when they're young, they don't go to college, whatever. So you've never really been under anyone's authority except for, like, when you were in high school. And so you think that like going on vacation but like having to like create content is like hard. a hard yeah and it's I would love to go on a vacation and even though creating content is exhausting like I get it taking all these pictures like trying to get the best one and like you maybe feel like you're not totally experiencing the place because you're just trying to get pictures I'm sure that is like not as relaxing as just a vacation but it's sure shit more relaxing than a day job at a desk huh like
0: yep, or what you do where you have to run around a giant store all yeah. day so like do you think that maybe it seems like honestly a dream job is you it's hard to have a dream job where you're working for another person
1: yeah like I would want to work for myself or yeah, I honestly two. think it'd be fun to be like an assistant to someone like that yeah because yeah, it's like less
0: pressure less pressure less like more organizing yeah I was less, just like, thinking hate. about that yeah because hate. influencers get a ton of hate. Yeah. Famous people, of course. They have to deal with a lot of horrible comments that come yeah. their way, and then they're not directed at you at all. I think that'd be a, a realistic Why don't job. Why we be each other's personal assistants? Let's do that, yeah. I don't
1: have any money. I don't have any we money We just don't pay, pay each other. We just do stuff for each other.
0: <laughs> That's already what we do. I did your dishes the other day. I am
1: Jackie's driver. So Pretty we much, basically yeah. already are each other's personal assistants. A
0: friend is just a personal assistant. <laughs> that's fucked oh (laughs) my
1: gosh I would like to do that because even this is gonna sound so stupid but even having the podcast sometimes I feel like I'm too much in the limelight like in the public eye yeah Yeah, I don't like that people people know that I'm existing yeah exactly like it yeah once you put yourself out there in any way in something like someone is listening to this in their car right now and it's and different. they're forming their, like, thoughts and opinions about me based on this. And episode.
0: it's,
1: and that's what it is being famous or being an influencer or being anyone who's in the public eye at all. It's which just like,
0: that people are forming opinions on you that are not based on a full picture. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. That's so true. Wow.
1: Another day its So Good So Far. <laughs> another revelation. <laughs> so if you could do your non-realistic dream job, like, that would pretty much, like you said earlier, flow seamlessly Mm -hmm. into your life because your life would be like traveling and experiencing
0: new cultures i and i feel like just being your own boss that's kind of what what makes it fade into your life easily Mm -hmm. because you can choose when you work and what you want to do and what direction you want your business to go in so i feel like it's so hard to have a dream job where you're working for other people because you are not on your own time yeah exactly
1: exactly it's nice because what we said for our absolute unrealistic dream jobs are still, like, real, realistic things real we could do. We're that you not like, do. oh, I want to, like, live on the moon. Yeah. It's like, and who even knows? That might be realistic. We have no idea.
0: I want to be a raccoon.
1: Yeah. That's Jackie's actual dream <laughs> job. Raccoon,
0: she's her own boss. None of the other raccoons' boss are around. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a small raccoon, so I... Some people try to boss me around. Dream job if I got paid for that. <laughs> Dream job, a
1: raccoon that herds sheep.
0: <laughs> or what is it herding? Oh, in? okay. Actually, this is another job that I would love to do. And I don't even know if you can get paid for it, but I would just love to rescue just random animals and like raccoons, sheep, goats, ducks, ge- geese. Actually, geese are kind of assholes, but... And have like a little farm. And have a little farm and oh, rescue... Okay farm animals and just kind of like be friends with them every day well that sounds
1: so nice I would say like a second dream job that has nothing to do with anything I've ever done would be to like run like a sustainable farm yeah or something
0: yeah wow that sounds so nice I know right dang that's a dream either Nicole or I get married after like 50 we're just gonna do that
1: yeah we're just gonna move in and do a sustainable garden and um i might have to veto the raccoon rescue but the other ones those um, are fine. but they're
0: so cute as little if if you train them they're really loving can they're you cats. train a rescue raccoon though can you even train a cat cats barely listen. To <laughs> You're right fuck cats <laughs> um just kidding if you get a raccoon from it being a baby though like when they're a baby they're like really attached to you that's actually really cute all right no we gotta wrap it up about. yeah we gotta wrap this up Um, If you have a dream job, wait, what? I was just going to say basically, we concluded that being your own boss is the dream.
1: That is the dream. Mm -hmm. Being your own boss, growing your own food,
0: living alone on the countryside. Or just being your own boss. Next week, we actually will have a guest on now that we are for sure COVID free. We are so excited. To have a guest on, like we said, it's been so long. Yeah, we haven't had a guest on in a really long time. I miss, like, talking to people because I really just, like, love getting to know people. Yeah, I'm so sick of fucking talking to you. I'm so fucking sick of your face. Okay. (laughs) When we record, we always record on the same side, so I don't have to look at Nicole's face.
1: Yeah, that's what's so nice about recording with a guest is, like, we do have to share a mic, but we don't have to see each other. Yeah, we're, like that's the dream job
0: (laughs) okay okay
1: well you can find us on instagram at so good so far podcast you can find me at nicole Pilgreen, and you can find me at jackie's attic we will be back next week and we love you all bye bye